the lick of the content provided by the radio station. That's right. You've got a hand in it, Lake of the Ozarks. 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, November 17th. Take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. Thieves have been stealing catalytic converters from vehicles at the lake. Authorities say another theft happened last weekend. The Camden County Sheriff's Office received reports of three catalytic converters stolen off vehicles near highways TT and MM in Sunrise Beach over the weekend. The Sheriff's Department also shared some tips about how to prevent theft including parking in well-lit areas, parking close to business entrances, or a busy road, and installing a catalytic converter security device. Thanks to Hunter participation, the Missouri Department of Conservation says it collected tissue samples from more than 18,700 deer last weekend, the opening weekend of rifle season. The tissue collection was to test for chronic wasting disease, a deadly disease in deer the conservationists have been monitoring for years. For those who submitted samples, MDC says to expect results on their website in approximately four weeks. A Lake Area house was damaged in a fire last Saturday. Lake Ozark Fire Protection District received a report that there was a fire on the roof of a house on Lucy Road. It may have started as a chimney fire. When crews arrived, they found the chimney engulfed in flames. Crews were able to knock down the bulk of the fire and had it under control in a little over an hour. The cause of the fire has not been made public, but no injuries were reported. For more stories like these, head to lakeexpo.com. Download our free app from the App Store and Google Play to get more Lake of the Ozarks news. Lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV Sports Update for this Wednesday. It is not a good hump day for the St. Louis Blues. They fell again last night. Their fourth straight loss, losing to Phoenix 3-2. The Blues really struggling after starting out the season pretty hot. Baseball postseason awards being handed out. Tampa Bay Rays skipper Kevin Cash becomes the first to win back-to-back American League Manager of the Year awards. The Braves' Bobby Cox won back-to-back awards in the National League back in 04 and 05. High school basketball season starts next week for local teams. Eldon will start on Monday at home against Lynn. Osage and Versailles play their first games next Tuesday. The Indians will be at Cole Camp. Versailles home against Eugene. And Camdenton will start their season Tuesday, November 30th at home against Aurora. High school football playoffs this weekend. Class 5 sectional final. It'll be Lebanon 
uh, taking on a very good Webb City team. That ought to be a great game. In Class 4, West Plains out of the Ozark Conference will play Hannibal for the sectional final. And in Class 3, Mexico will take on Seneca in their uh, sectional final. As for college hoops, MSU Bears busy tonight at Sam Houston. The Bears 1-1 one one on the season. Mizzou Tigers will play tomorrow against Northern Illinois. Of course, the 6-4 uh, and four Chiefs getting ready for the Cowboys on Sunday afternoon. Division leaders in the NFL right now include the Chiefs, also Tennessee, Baltimore, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Dallas, and Arizona. NFL power rankings this week have Green Bay at number one, followed by Tennessee, Arizona, Dallas, the Rams. They hold down the top five spots. The Chiefs currently coming in at number eight. College football playoff rankings, the top seven spots stay in the same. Just two weeks left in the regular season. Georgia still at number one. They're followed by Alabama, Oregon, and Ohio State. And just on the outside looking in, Cincinnati, Michigan, and Michigan State. This weekend, 5-5 five and five Mizzou home to Florida, 7-3 and three MSU at Dixie State. Lake TV brings you five local area shows, including What's Burning with KB. You can see KB on TV at 7 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon, and 11 at night on Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Positive programming provided by you on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3, The Key. Well, good morning, Lake of the Ozarks. 8.07 is our time. Glad to have you with us here on The Daily Show and a a cloudy start to your Wednesday. High uh, right now of, uh, I guess we're we're looking for a high somewhere right around 64 degrees, and there is a good possibility we're going to see some rain. About a 50-50 shot during the day, about a 20% chance uh, for tonight. But we could see a few showers move through. Mainly, that's really all we're looking for is uh, some intermittent uh, showers this afternoon at a high of 64, low of tonight of around 33. We're already at 63 degrees. So we've uh, just about achieved everything we need to take care of weather-wise for the day other than uh, maybe a few drops of rain. Sunny and 50 for the high tomorrow, a low 28. Partly cloudy on Friday, high 53, low 37. Partly cloudy Saturday, a high of 60 and a low of 43. And then on Sunday, 59, the expected high, a low of 29, and a partly cloudy sky. Monday's high of 42, Tuesday's high of 50, 56, the high 
on Wednesday with some clouds. And then basically we uh, kind of stay bouncing around there just a bit. Uh, low to mid to upper 40s to low 50s. And uh, we're still enjoying that uh, fall-like weather and we will continue to do so, it looks like, throughout the rest of the month of uh, November. 808 is our time. Welcome in. Thank you so much for taking some time to uh, to join us. Ike Skelton is here. Hello, Ike. Good morning, my friend. Bill Munhausen alongside. Mm-hmm. What's up, Bill? Good morning. And uh, we are off and running for the Wednesday edition of The Daily Show. I will uh, tell you, again, our phone line's open this morning. If you'd like to uh, contribute to the cause, 573-633-5395. That's 633-5395 or K-E-Y-K. All right, Ike, we've uh, heard a lot. I've got to tell you, you, you and I did an interview last week. Uh, well, you did two of them, actually, with me. One here. And that got a lot of listenership, and then uh, did one with us over at uh, Lake TV mm-hmm. uh, on uh, Wednesday afternoon. And as of my last check, um, a lot of people have seen that interview. The the YouTube page that we have, well over 45,000 views. And then uh, this other guy who picked it up and ran with it, uh, I, I don't know the gentleman's name, but he has a program called Lead Therapy. Uh-huh. And uh, he put it on his uh, YouTube page as well, and well over 400,000 views. Outstanding. Closer, closer to 420,000, as a matter of fact. Outstanding. So, but uh, uh, the word is definitely getting out there. So, And and we'll tell folks listening this morning, we're not going to dwell on it for the entire two hours, but uh, we've got Ike here, so we figured maybe we'd start the program with an update. Yeah, thank you. Uh, just a little update. Um, nothing spectacular going on here. We know this is going to take a lot of time. Um, I guess uh, one of the biggest things you know we'll say is we, we have hired uh, an attorney out of Kansas City because it's coming out of the Western District, and um, there is a GoFundMe page for the legal defense. I don't have that info right or right handy at my fingertips. I'll get it. Um, uh, I we have spoken with uh, local uh, uh, local legislator um, uh, Dr. Thomas Lisa Thomas, and uh, she has. Uh, um, we're talking about some sort of. Uh, things that we can do here at the state level to make sure that this doesn't happen in the future and uh, some other things to help strengthen uh, our um, defense against the federal government in a lot of different uh, avenues because there's going to be more coming. I believe a lot of us since this has happened have been talking and believe that it is certainly possible that uh, there's some retribution here for, for the state of Missouri standing up and, and passing SAPA last year, that uh, there might be a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of that here in Camden County because we passed it before the state did. So, uh, our, you know, the, government, the federal government doesn't like it when you, when you go against them and try to buck their uh, system. So, um, you know, there's obviously there's, there's anecdotal evidence maybe, but uh, there's no true evidence that they're coming after Missouri because of this or something. But, uh, but uh, so... Uh, we're looking into some things there, and um, probably going to wait until after the Thanksgiving holiday to maybe do something here a little more local with gathering with a gathering of folks. And uh, there's a lot of different things that we can get together for, and um, you know, to meet. Maybe this is a good catalyst so that we have some people there that that are ready to do things at the Capitol and uh, uh, do some serious citizen lobbying and, and try to get some things done at the legal level. So when you talk about uh, when you talk about a, a gathering, what 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 are you uh, hoping to achieve, or what is the goal of the gathering? Well, uh, you know, just uh, another group of folks that are like-minded and, and uh, you know, would be prepared for things like this in the future if uh, we should uh, decide to. 
uh, engage um, any type of federal force that might come down this way, uh, regardless of the agency as far as I'm concerned. Great. And, um, and then, but primarily, um, a force that is willing to uh, knock on doors and get support from people and, and, and call legislators and do other things here in the state of Missouri that can help ensure that legislation is passed and that our will uh, be done. When you say engage, what do you mean engage? Explain that. Uh, how, how would you engage them if they come into our state? Well, I don't know how much strategy I'd give out over here on the radio, to be honest with you. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's a point in time where we have to stand up and tell them, no, you're not, you're not going to do this. Uh, because once they've come and taken all of your stuff, I mean, <laughs> getting that back is, is quite, in, you know, quite uh, surmountable. So we need to try to come up with something that will prevent that to begin with. And, and if, you know, the, the Missouri SAPA law says that, as Missouri, we recognize that all federal firearm laws are unconstitutional. Well, all right, that's great. Is the governor going to stop them from coming in and uh, taking people's firearms and regulating things? Uh, is the state police going to do that? Or, or we don't state police, but the Highway Patrol. Is uh, your local sheriff going to do that? Your local town? Who, who's going to then, once you have said what you're doing is unconstitutional, going to prevent them from violating your constitutional rights? And uh, there may be time that we have a group of citizens stand up and say, uh, uh, we're going to make sure you don't do that. Um, so what that exactly looks at right looks like right now, you know, I don't know 100 percent sure. Right. Um, I need to uh, talk with the folks that want to be involved and and see where they want to go with things. What was uh, what was uh, Representative Thomas's uh, thought process? Uh, you reached out to her. Uh, and do you think maybe that's the way to go? I mean, uh, uh, Representative Thomas, Representative uh, Susie Pollack, uh, you know, whoever is our uh, state uh, senator for the area. Certainly, if you want to uh, take it up a notch or ten and, and go uh, all the way to Washington, D.C. Well, you know, there was a, um, a U.S. representative contacted uh, another local radio station, and they talked about this. And, and his big advice was, you better find a lawyer. So, you know, I've got virtually no use for any of those individuals. I don't think that any of them right. uh, want to truly help. And I don't believe that uh, uh, they believe in the cause. I think that, in, and, and a lot of folks um, believe maybe that, uh, I, I was at the gun show down in Tulsa, Oklahoma this last weekend. And uh, to get in, there was a gentleman there saying, oh, come join the NRA. Join the NRA and you'll be able to get in free and all these other sorts of stuff. You know, And I said, let me ask you a question, my friend. Do you believe that fi federal firearms laws are constitutional? And he stuttered a little bit and he said, well, uh, yeah, well some of them. All right, so violating our rights a little bit is okay. So let me ask you this. I said, does the NRA believe that federal firearm laws are constitutional? And, and what have they done to actually done away with the, with the ATF? And, of course, the answer there is yes, they do believe it. And, and no, they're not doing anything to uh, eradicate the ATF. So, so um, you know, there's not a lot of those other help around there. So we have to come up with something on our own. And I believe that uh, Representative Thomas will uh, help us. Uh, with some legislation here in the state of Missouri that maybe gives SAPA not just some teeth from local law enforcement, because it's, it's what they call an anti-commandeering law. Uh, that is, the federal government cannot use local resources to help enforce their laws when it comes to federal firearms laws. I think we need to go a step farther. If SAPA actually says that we recognize that they're unconstitutional, then we need to have uh, someone here at the legal level, as it were, uh, to step up and say, 
uh, we're going to enforce this, and we're not going to let you come into the state of Missouri and enforce your unconstitutional federal firearms laws. Now, exactly what that looks like, I don't know yet. You know, we're going to have to work through these things, and I absolutely want to do this legislatively. I would love to see four or five states stand up together and say we're not going to support this anymore, and we're not going to allow you to come into Missouri. And I have to say, if you believe that there should be some firearms regulations, uh, they should be at the state level, not at the federal level, because that that's too big of a swath, it's, and, and, and it's unconstitutional. So, um, again, I, I, I'm all about states' rights. We should have a teeny-weeny little bitty federal government that you can almost put in a bottle, and uh, everything else should be done at the, at the state level. That's what our founders believe, and that's just an... To me to say that can say a lot. Start asking yourselves that. Not necessarily what the founders would have thought Mm -hmm. and how they want to set up. We are at a crossroads in this country. And it's not just what happened here uh, to my brother last week. It's what's been happening to citizens all across this country in various different ways and various different methods. Do you believe in liberty and want to live free with all of the ugliness that comes with liberty and freedom? Or do you want to live in some, 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 some uh, fantasized security and safety? Utopian. Yeah, exactly right. Where the government tells you what you, where you can go, what you can't do, what you can buy, how you can manufacture something, how you can sell it to your neighbor, and so on and so forth. What do we want to do now, ladies and gentlemen? How do we want to live? Do we want to live as our founders envisioned America to be? Mm-hmm. Or do we want to live in this new thing that has been perpetrated upon us in the last at least 50 or better years to be not the free country that we want to be? Well, I guess uh, it, uh, it all depends on how involved people want to get. That's uh, what seems like it uh, really comes down to. I would say that uh, there are, are sure there are people that would love to be able to enjoy liberty and freedom. It's just how involved they want to get in the whole process. That's exactly right. You know, and... Uh, you know, how comfortable are you right now? And do you want to upset that apple cart? Uh, because, you know, I don't care what comfortable lane you're living in right now and life is going all right for you. Somewhere along the line, if it hasn't already, some regulations. And, and let's talk about all the people that have opened businesses. You know, we were talking about uh, uh, just going and opening a food truck, let's say, out here. You know how many regulations you have to deal with and how much the government's going to tell you you can and cannot do sure. and the loops you have to jump through and all these different sorts of things. So, if it hasn't hit you yet, it will hit you someday. And uh, uh, let's be prepared to uh, just live in liberty and freedom. Have you had any clarification of charges yet? Nope. Haven't had a word from the ATF so, or the government at all. So to me, that's one of the most amazing things is that they can come in, take your stuff, and not even charge you with anything, not even explain why it might be happening. I 100% agree with you. Right. And and uh, there's some. Uh, I've got some information here, a nice little several pages of, of information from the White House on uh, things that they're doing across the country. And uh, we can get into it a little bit maybe later or something. But uh, uh, this is a crackdown. It's a ramp up. It's, uh, they're doing it on purpose. Uh, there's been some 1,500 raids across the country uh, since the Biden administration has put out some of these directives. So um, it's not a uh, this is a real move. They know they can't. They know they can't take it. Take them away. Just straight up, come and knock on your doors. So they're going to get them in every other fashion that they possibly can. Well, I guess again, it's uh, how how involved people want to get. Because you know, we can sit here and we can talk about all these possible scenarios of this, that, and the other. And uh, I think what it boils down to is, at this point, if they want to do something, they're going to do it. 
And as far as a search warrant, they showed you, yeah, we got a search warrant. Well, we want to get into uh, the search warrant a little bit and see why you're searching and what you're doing. Well, like I, I, like I said, they come in, they show you the search warrant, they take everything, and, and then, you know, the ball is basically in their court and will remain in their court for as long as they want it to be there, and unless a, somebody stands up and does something. And it's a very expensive court to go play in, too. That's the whole point. Very, exactly. And they know that. And you're right, my friend. That is exactly right. They know that they've got you there. They know that you trying to buck them and to, to claw back what they've taken from you is going to require an enormous amount of resources. So Lots most people probably don't even try. Yeah. Well, that's the whole goal. I mean, yeah. that's when the government comes in and does something, uh, you can you know stand up and say all you want to say. But once it comes right down to it, it's going to be a fight in court, and it's going to be a very costly battle. And the government's all about that. That's fine. They'll drain you dry. And, uh, and, you know, leave you hanging because, and I don't know what's worse. I really don't know what's worse. If it's the fact that they come in and they do what they do to you and, uh, and or then they drag you into court and milk you for all you're worth. It's, it's kind of like a, <laughs> maybe it's, it's wrong on both parts. It's obviously wrong on both parts. But what I mean is I don't know which aspect of it is worse. You're standing there with your mouth hanging open while they take everything that uh, you've worked so hard to uh, put in place. Or, again, once they get you in court, uh, you're standing there with your mouth hanging open while they're, uh, you know, just draining you dry financially. Sure. You know, you uh, they take $180,000 worth of stuff from you maybe, and uh, uh, then you spend another forty five, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 in an attempt to get it back that you don't know if you ever will, but by golly, that money's been spent. So, uh, and, know, I, and I would say forty-five to fifty thousand dollars is probably on the low end. That's probably the low end of things. Sadly, Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Sadly, you're probably right. So, if uh, if we figure out the GoFundMe page, let us know here so we can put the information. Yeah, I'll have that you. up after a break here. Yeah, all right. Eight twenty-one is our time. Sad day, and a sad day for a lot of folks apparently because. Uh, you mentioned that there are 1,500 raids that have been conducted since the Biden administration stepped in on January 20th. And, gee uh, whiz, what does that mean? I mean, uh, does that mean that all gun shops have got to be looking over their shoulder 24-7, 365? Does it mean that uh, some of these people that are supposed to be advocates for for uh, uh, the Second Amendment and for firearms and uh, things along those lines should be doing more than what they're doing now? Because apparently... There's a lot of folks that, uh, no pun intended, are in the crosshairs of, uh, of the ATF, of the Biden administration. Well, the Biden administration, number one. And then their arm uh, that they use to enforce a lot of this stuff, the, the ATF, the FBI. So uh, well, what, what, what should these folks be worrying well, about? Well, they definitely should be worried uh, because there was a point in time when you could uh, be a, a dealer and, you know, make some mistakes because, again, t- you figure out how to fill out a bunch of these uh, federal firearms laws. And, and you and better do it right. You better do it right. And, again, there was some time. There was a time when uh, uh, you could make some infractions. They would come along. They would, uh, as Bill Munhausen sent me some information about how uh, they, they are supposed to pra- uh, do their practice and how they do their stuff. 
Uh, they're supposed to help you out. They show out the inf- they show you the infractions. They they maybe give you a little more extra training or a little bit of help, and then uh, uh, come back a little later and see how you're doing and stay in touch with you and, and work with you to be able to jump through all of these hoops and loops. Well, that is gone. Establishing zero tolerance. Now listen to what they use. This is directly from the White House. So every gun dealer that uh, might have a couple of uh, uh, paperwork infractions, establishing zero tolerance for rogue gun dealers that willfully violate the law. There's a big difference between willfully and and knowingly and unknowingly, and uh, there's evidently no wiggle room in there anymore, and that um, you are automatically willfully violating these rules, even though you may not know what they all are, and by all rights, I suppose if you've went and got a license and, and you've laid down with the devil, then you need to know exactly what the devil wants you to do. Uh, But if the devil is not there helping you out as you go along, uh, they're setting you up for failure, which is, I think, a big part of what's happening now. Let me ask you a question. As far as this paperwork issue, uh, are there ever changes to the paperwork? Do they make you aware of those changes? Do they give you any opportunity to adjust to those changes, or is it zero tolerance across the board? There's zero tolerance now. As far as I know, as far as changes and whatnot, I don't know how that works. I'm not the holder, FFL holder, so I don't get that you know that information. I didn't ask Jim that, but um, I'm sure there's changes and directives that come along. But one of the biggest things is for those three years that he was in business, uh, he, he would call them and ask questions, and they don't answer the phone, and they don't return phone calls. So when you're in limbo like that, you know, what are you supposed to do? Allow a, uh, an X amount of $1,000 transaction just roll on down the road because you can't get a hold of somebody to figure out how to fill out Box 32B on, on the back of some form? Um, and I guess some of the violations I understand is, is he was putting the serial number in the wrong place on the form and or well, – I'm not going to get into all of them. Maybe I shouldn't – but anyhow. Yep. Probably shouldn't so, talk about any of that. Right, right. So anyhow, there's there's just some real real technical, picky crud that they used uh, to then set up this uh, uh, incident they did that, that caused them to come in and, and take all of this stuff. So um, it's a brave new world out there if you've got an FFL. I guess the, really, the real lesson here is uh, um, don't buy wholesale and uh, don't get an FFL license and just, uh, you know, do firearms as a private individual. <laughs> well, it, you know, here's the thing. Once you've uh, uh, once you've gotten that FFL, you're no longer an American citizen. You're no longer a private individual. You are now an agent of the government through that FFL. Right. And if you don't bid, do their complete 100% bidding through that, um, you know, again, a different administration, maybe they would have worked with you. Maybe they would have helped you out with some of this paperwork. They wouldn't have come in and just raided everything. Maybe they had to shut you down for a couple of days until you got your mind right or something. I don't know. Uh, but as we see now with this administration, there's zero tolerance. We're going to take everything you have. If you don't do it exactly the way we want to, uh, we want you to. And uh, there you are. Well, I guess as things uh, progress, we'll find out a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, as to whether or not, uh, and I guess there's really not going to be much in the way of any leniency. Um, I guess there's not going to be much in the way of uh, any wiggle room for uh, your brother. And he will probably, uh, they will enforce the law to its fullest extent on uh, on him. And, you know, I guess once you get maybe a legal mouthpiece that knows a little bit about some of the ins and outs of this stuff, um, that might be uh, a bit of a help, but again, the federal government is, well, and, and, and you know, now you've got an attorney, so here come the fees and oh, everything sure. that goes with it, sure. and uh, we'll see how long he can uh, hold on, and as I said, 
Uh, we'll get that uh, GoFundMe page information out to folks if they would like to help uh, Ike's brother Jim with his defense. And it will probably be long, very long. Um, I guess you can't really put any kind of a timetable together on how long things are going to take. There's no, no template idea. in place of how they work these deals. It takes as long as it, uh, as it needs to. But uh, it is certainly a shame. I, I guess... For every for everyone else out there, this is this is going to be kind of a learning experience as we uh, as as we walk you through the whole process. Yeah, and and again, some real fundamental questions that we need to ask ourselves: um, Do we, as a nation, as a people, believe that the federal government should be uh, not only regulating firearms when the Constitution says shall not be infringed? Let me ask you: Why do we regulate alcohol in this country? And what authority does the federal government have to regulate alcohol? Probably because it used to be a constitutional amendment to prohibit alcohol sales, so they took advantage of re-legalizing it and, co- and, have, and, and taxing it. <laughs> yeah, ta- kind of well, like th- what they're going to do with marijuana. That might be the whole key. And, that, and that's fascinating. Yeah, that's fascinating right there. That'll be an interesting constitutional amendment. <laughs> well, they're not even they're they're past constitutional amendments. They just do what they choose to do, right. and then you know figure it out from there. And uh, so, uh, why is tobacco regulated? So that the government gets a cut of it. Come on, folks. There's no other reason that you can't grow tobacco in your own backyard. And if you want to, why can't you then uh, open up your own hand rolled cigar something or other on the real? I mean, think about this, my friends. Think about this. Why is that being regulated? It's safety. Yes. Well, safety. Under yeah. the guise oh, yeah. of safety. Yeah, government tobacco is safer for you. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> you know, and, and well, let's just oh, talk Cletus about. Oh, Cletus over here might not be doing something that the government's doing, <laughs> yeah. so we don't want to we don't yeah, want to well, get him involved it, in. We any don't of this. want any contaminated tobacco out there. Yes, you know? there you go. I like. Yeah, we need our tobacco. He's not, to go he's not doing all the right tests, and he's not going through all the right <laughs> procedures, and he's not using the right stuff to grow it with in the first place. Whatever's recommended by the government. Yeah. Well, it, 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 it even comes down to firearms. So how many people out there, just raise your hand that's listening, how many do you believe... Unless you're driving. Uh, yeah, unless you're driving. Keep both hands on the <laughs> Do you believe that you are not allowed to have a fully automatic firearm in this country? You are. That's right. You just have to spend enough money. That's right. You have to spend <laughs> enough money, do the right paperwork with the government, and ergo, you can have you a fully automatic weapon. How about, yeah, that's a, yes, you can, absolutely you can. How about um, uh, people, some people don't think that you can maybe have uh, uh, a suppressed weapon. Other, other people would say silencers. Uh, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. That's why you, they make them. That's right. That's why you just pay the government the next amount of dollars and do the paperwork and you've got it. So We'll talk some more about uh, it on the other side of our information break with uh, Stacy Johnson. She has got uh, local news from lakeexpo.com, your trusted news stores. And Chris Schneider from Lake TV with a check of sports. It's all coming up right here, right now on The Key. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, November 17th. Take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. Thieves have been stealing catalytic converters from vehicles at the lake. Authorities say another theft happened last weekend. The Camden County Sheriff's Office received reports of three catalytic converters stolen off vehicles near highways TT and MM in Sunrise Beach over the weekend. The Sheriff's Department also shared some tips about how to prevent theft 
including parking in well-lit areas, parking close to business entrances, or a busy road, and installing a catalytic converter security device. Thanks to Hunter participation, the Missouri Department of Conservation says it collected tissue samples from more than 18,700 deer last weekend, the opening weekend of rifle season. The tissue collection was to test for chronic wasting disease, a deadly disease in deer the conservationists have been monitoring for years. For those who submitted samples, MDC says to expect results on their website in approximately four weeks. A Lake Area house was damaged in a fire last Saturday. Lake Ozark Fire Protection District received a report that there was a fire on the roof of a house on Lucy Road. It may have started as a chimney fire. When crews arrived, they found the chimney engulfed in flames. Crews were able to knock down the bulk of the fire and had it under control in a little over an hour. The cause of the fire has not been made public, but no injuries were reported. For more stories like these, head to lakeexpo.com. Download our free app from the App Store and Google Play to get more Lake of the Ozarks news. Lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Saturday, December 4th, from 1030 to 1, it's the annual Christmas on the Square event. It's free and sponsored by the Camden Area Chamber of Commerce. Help crush hunger for the 120-plus families that receive assistance from the Lamb House with the Can-Do Challenge. Collect and bring your non-perishable food items to the collection tent, and for every 10 items you donate, you'll be entered into a drawing for a prize. Contact Rhonda at 573-286-7945 with any questions. 286-7945. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part through a generous donation from Victoria Station. Misty Atkinson talks about Victoria Station. We carry nautical, contemporary, and traditional type themes in our store in general, but we go into lots of different categories. When you come to Victoria Station, we want you to feel like you've escaped from the world. We want you to come and enjoy the sights, the sounds, the smells, and find that something special to introduce that into your own home. We are located just off the Case Road exit in Osa. Sage Beach, and we're open seven days a week, 9.30 to 5.30. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV Sports Update for this Wednesday. It is not a good hump day for the St. Louis Blues. They fell again last night, their fourth straight loss, losing to Phoenix 3-2. The Blues really struggling after starting out the season pretty hot. Baseball postseason awards being handed out. Tampa Bay Rays skipper Kevin Cash becomes the first to win back-to-back -back American League Manager of the Year awards. The Braves' Bobby Cox won back-to-back -back awards in the National League back in 04 and 05. High school basketball season starts next week for local teams. Eldon will start on Monday at home against Lynn. Osage and Versailles play their first games next Tuesday. The Indians will be at Cole Camp. Versailles home against Eugene. And Camdenton will start their season Tuesday, November 30th at home against Aurora. High school football playoffs this weekend. Class 5 sectional final. It'll be Lebanon 
uh, taking on a very good Webb City team. That ought to be a great game. In Class 4, West Plains out of the Ozark Conference will play Hannibal for the sectional final. And in Class 3, Mexico will take on Seneca in their uh, sectional final. As for college hoops, MSU Bears busy tonight at Sam Houston. The Bears 1-1 one one on the season. Mizzou Tigers will play tomorrow against Northern Illinois. Of course, the 6-4 uh, and four Chiefs getting ready for the Cowboys on Sunday afternoon. Division leaders in the NFL right now include the Chiefs, also Tennessee, Baltimore, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Dallas, and Arizona. NFL power rankings this week have Green Bay at number one, followed by Tennessee, Arizona, Dallas, the Rams. They hold down the top five spots. The Chiefs currently coming in at number eight. College football playoff rankings, the top seven spots stay in the same. Just two weeks left in the regular season. Georgia's still at number one. They're followed by Alabama, Oregon, and Ohio State. And just on the outside looking in, Cincinnati, Michigan, and Michigan State. This weekend, 5-5 five and five Mizzou home to Florida, 7-3 and three MSU at Dixie State. Lake TV brings you five local area shows, including What's Burning with KB. You can see KB on TV at 7 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon, and 11 at night on Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. The artichoke heart is about peeling back the layers and getting to the heart of what really matters in life, parenting, faith, and wellness. You will find purposeful parenting topics, inspirational family stories, homeschool tips, book and game reviews, recipe and wellness posts, and so much more. Our three hosts are Ruth Harris, Maggie Butterfield, and Gretchen Peters. They can't wait to connect with you and share their hearts. Listen to The Artichoke Heart Wednesdays and Sundays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m., and 10 p.m. on Key Radio 89.3 FM. This is your chance to get involved in Community Radio Lake of the Ozarks with 89.3, The Key. Hey, it's 837, 64 degrees and a cloudy sky. We are anticipating the possibility of some rain today, about a 50-50 shot during the day, 20% chance for tonight, and we've almost, well, I, I, we've reached our afternoon high, 64 degrees. That's where we are in Camdenton as of right now. We'll drop down to 33 for the overnight low. We'll bounce back uh, for tomorrow with some sunshine, a high of about 50 degrees, a low 28. Then on Friday, 53, the high, a low of 37, a partly cloudy sky. For Saturday, again, partly cloudy, a high of 60, a low 43. Partly cloudy on Sunday, a high of 59 and a low of 29 degrees. 42, the high Monday, 50 on Tuesday, 56 on Wednesday. But then we drop from... Uh, Mid-50s into low to mid-40s on Thursday with a high of about 43 degrees expected at this point. 8.38, and uh, coming up, our conversation continues with one Ike Skelton. We're uh, going to change up uh, a few of the topics here, and we'll let you know tomorrow. Mindy Sales is on the program. Hope to have uh, Renita Jones. Renita is uh, she is a, a local expert, if you will, on emergency preparedness, and not the heavy-duty prepper stuff, but uh, maybe just things that you need to have in mind in the event of severe weather, a natural disaster, something else that happens, 
how to be prepared, some things that uh, all families can do to get prepared. And then if you feel so inclined, you can kind of take it from there if you'd like to get a little bit deeper into things like, uh, oh, you know, having your uh, food supply and having uh, water and maybe some uh, gas and a generator or whatever it is you feel like you might need for the future. She was supposed to be on the program tomorrow. Unfortunately, uh, she's a little under the weather, as uh, a lot of people are right now with this cold thing that's going around, <laughs> mm-hmm. as I can attest to. But she uh, is going to reschedule. We'll try to get her on next week. Mini Sales, as I said, will be here with her Thoughtful Thursday. Friday, we're looking for a visit from Bob Lynch from MoDOT and also... Dave Moppin is back with, uh, of course, Among the Dogwoods, his chronicle of the Camden County Commission meetings. He does a, a, an incredible job of letting everyone know what is uh, happening at those meetings, and we're certainly very very lucky and uh, very privileged to have him on the program when he uh, shows up to help us out on Fridays. 839, Ike Skelton. So a couple of things that I wanted to lead in with this, uh, this portion of this 8 o'clock hour, one of which is that the McCloskeys are back in the news. Apparently, they are in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, and uh, standing by the side of one Kyle Rittenhouse. Not literally, but they are out there uh, backing his cause. Uh, It says uh, here, do you think you and your wife being here might be furthering tensions between the other side? Uh, He says, I hope not. I think uh, we're here as ordinary citizens to support a fellow citizen. We're not carrying signs. We're not screaming anything. We're just standing apart and right now talking to reporters. We just wanted to be here to show some support, and we don't plan on inflaming anything. I'm not dressed as much of a gangster. Uh, on the other side, Justin Blake, J- uh, Jacob uh, Blake's uncle, has been outside with uh, supporters every day of the trial. Nobody's drawn any weapons. Nobody has drawn any weapons. There's uh, been no physical violence. Matter of fact, there's been more time given to being civil and doing what uh, you do in a democracy, said Bishop Travis Gant, or Grant, I'm sorry, with the uh, Rainbow Push Coalition. We may disagree. We may have juxtaposed positions, but we don't resort to violence. Well, that's where they're at so far. However, um, I was listening to the scanner uh, in Kenosha County, which is where Kenosha, Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. is located, and there was a little bit of activity yesterday, but it, it seemed more or less that they were just kind of, you know, they were there if needed, but they weren't, uh, you know, blocking off anything. They weren't barricading any streets. As far as uh, I could tell from the scanner and from listening to reports uh, on various news channels, that Kenosha, Wisconsin is still open. But there are a lot of people that are a little concerned when the verdict hits because Kenosha was one of those cities that was. Uh, it was the home of the BLM and the Antifa protest where they did loot and uh, commit acts of arson and violence. And so all of the business owners in that particular city are uh, are holding on, I guess much like they did, um, you know, like after the OJ verdict, remember? And oh, yeah. You know what fascinates me about this whole thing here is uh, the, the mainstream media's narrative of how this kid is a uh, uh, some white supremacist. Sure and, he is. And, you know, yeah, that, that, yeah, you know, and all these other sources. Well, the three people that got shot are all white. Uh, they also mentioned about how he crossed state lines illegally with a firearm. He never crossed any state lines. That's, that's totally not true. Uh, and not only that, he traveled 21 miles. Because the other side is, well, should he have been there? 
Well, you know, if he was going to, he took medical aid with him. You know, he wanted to go help business owners and, and, and render medical aid if he could. And uh, he traveled evidently 21 miles to get that to, to that area, whereas the guy that he wound up shooting in the arm traveled some 50 miles was a felon already and had a firearm in his possession. To begin but we're not supposed to pay any attention to yeah, no, yeah, don't pay any attention to the reality of things. Just look at this kid, you know, and, and uh, see if we can't hammer the entire world on top of him. I think it's, uh, and, and, and again, uh, the, great, uh, the great photos that they have of Rittenhouse and his AR where his, his finger is not in the yeah. trigger well. And then the uh, prosecuting attorney, who, who who not only had his finger in the trigger well, but he had the uh, AR pointed right at the jury. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. I mean, uh, I think we've learned some things. in the re- and, and his staff told him that it was clear, but he didn't check the weapon himself. Now, one of the things I was taught, I don't care who tells you the weapon's clear, you double-check it yourself before you do anything else with it. That's, that, that, is, that is like the very first thing on gun safety. As soon as you grab a firearm, you make sure it's unloaded. It's just that's what Alec Baldwin do. does now. Yeah, yeah, I bet he now. does. And, I bet he does. I, and I just kind of wanted to throw a, a little plug in here. We're going to start a series on uh, uh, on Lake TV with Tom Abbott from Iron Eagle Tactical. And every time we do anything, if we are cleaning a firearm, if we're showing you know various types of firearms that might be good for a concealed carry class, pull out the uh, magazine. Uh, and you clear the chamber. That is 100% very, very first thing you Regardless, ever Regardless, even, if, uh, even if it's an empty magazine. Absolutely. Always consider a firearm is loaded, period. You just, yeah, you just do it. You just That's do right. it, and then you get into the habit of doing it. It's second nature to me. Yeah. Uh, it's just the way I, everything is that way. Yeah, yeah wouldn't, just, wouldn't that have been just, and, and I'm sure that the uh, AR that the prosecuting attorney had was, was, uh, was clear but it would have just been a little bit more professional on his part to do that. Yeah. Because I think then it gives him some credibility yeah. as, oh, you know, I didn't just, you know, learn how to, you know, handle an AR-15 five minutes ago. Well, yeah, apparently you did. <laughs> I'm sure he did. I, I'm sure he has no desire to do anything with an AR-15 other than melt them all down. So uh, the McCloskeys are there. They're adding aid and comfort or whatever, if you want to call it that, to, to Kyle Rittenhouse, who, who, who picked his own jury. He is going to pick the people that are going to uh, uh, going to be the, his jury. Yeah, that's pretty wild. They pulled him pulled him out of a, a tub there or whatever. That's interesting. I uh, thought that I was know. kind of interesting. And and why would you? I do. Is that something? Is that normal standard practice? I have no idea. Evidently, up there it is. I don't. This is not that way in Missouri that I'm aware of. Uh, but I guess that's something. And was it the actual jury, or did he pick out the alternates? Think or something like that. Something like that, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, But still, I mean, that's cool to be a part of the process like that, I suppose. I, I kind of am uh, uh, a little concerned about him that they're still deliberating because to me it's a, it's a I mean, I've, I didn't watch the trial. I've just seen a bunch of it. But uh, it's pretty clear pretty clear to me and what fascinates me also the news media make it sounds as though you know he showed up out on the scene and and uh then he shot a couple of people and killed them well he was attacked numerous times before he fired back they had guns to his head numerous times before he uh before he fired back so uh, if anything else i'd give the young man a badge of uh of uh, restraint if i were you for being you know for being restrained as much as he was a lot of people especially people that are uh, that are good with firearms have said, you know, that he did a lot of the right things in the way that he fired and, you know, and in restraint. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because he could have basically just stood there and started shooting at random people, but he only shot at the people 
that were attacking him, that yeah. were, 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 you know, trying to do harm to him at some particular point. So I, I guess it's all in how you look at it because you're going to, there, there's obviously two sides to every story, and we'll see how the jury, uh, you know, looks at this and what the verdict is. And then I guess maybe even more so the, 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 the calm before the storm or the storm after the jury uh, makes, its, uh, makes its verdict on this whole situation. And I think regardless, there are going to be opportunists that try to start things. We'll see how far, uh, you know, how far they get before maybe, maybe more folks, maybe, maybe now these folks will be a little bit more laid back based on the fact that they know that there are people with firearms that could very well stop them in their tracks if those people with the firearms feel as though that their life is uh, in harm's way. Right. I would hope they'd give them pause. Um, but the, and there's another thing, too. You you hear about Rittenhouse, but you don't hear about the other individuals that were felons and, and uh, you know, in, in possession of stuff. So um, I don't know, man. I, I hope you, you're right. There's going to be people that want to take advantage of this. And Antifa... You know, I don't know that they care one way or another way, which way the verdict comes down. I think they just want to start uh, trouble regardless of, of, how, uh, of what the verdict winds up being. And um, they'll do it for their own purposes. And uh, they have an agenda. Antifa and uh, the government arm that is in charge of them. And yeah, I said that. Uh, because I think that the Biden administration and a lot of the Democrat Party are uh, in lockstep with uh, Antifa and want them to uh, continue to cause the violence that they cause and the upheaval because every time you have something like this go on in a city, then the government can come along with these nuanced uh, rules that they want to try to push, and uh, that's their end goal. Certainly is, and I think that's, uh, again, uh, that's a great way to, to be able to step in. You, you have your own group or organization that likes to come in and stir up trouble, and then uh, you can use that as a platform to put more rules and regulations in place. And definitely that uh, is something I guess these folks are, are kind of hoping for. Yeah, yeah. we have prayer warriors, and they just, well, have warriors. So, <laughs> you know, there's a big difference between the two sides. Another story I saw here this morning, Missouri Senate President Dave Schatz has... Uh, thrown his hat in the ring to run for Roy Blunt's U.S. Senate seat. This is the guy that gave you higher gas taxes. Quote, this is the guy that gave you higher gas taxes. This is the guy that held up SAPA so that you would get higher gas taxes. That's, well, all, I got to say. that's all you got to say on that? As Mike, as Ike <laughs> backs away from it. the mic. That's it. Um, I, does it, does it uh, dirty the water or does it dilute the the whole process even more when you, you get now you've got another Republican in there. It seems at this point that Eric Schmidt, possibly Eric Greitens, those two kind of seem to be the favorites. I hadn't looked at any polls. I, 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 uh, I don't know. That's that. You know, doesn't want Dave Schatz being a state uh, senator. You know, he's going to have his individuals that'll back him no matter what he does. But I think in reality. Um, his political career is over because of what happened last session. If it isn't, I, I sure hope it's over um, because, uh, you know, he did us dirty. He really, really did. He went around the Constitution. and That, m- that might be why he's trying to leave the scene. <laughs> that, could, that could be, too. You yeah. know, I don't know. But I don't think he's going to find a lot of support. I really don't. How, start, how short-term are the memories of Missourians? Uh, wow. And just, uh, just as this article uh, states here, the Chats is vice president of Chats Underground, a Villa Ridge construction and cable laying company. The business was twice approved in 2020 and this year for $1.2 million in Paycheck Protection Program loans. 
Wow, isn't that nice? There you go. Just yeah, thought, sure. thought yeah. I'd throw that in just there. A little, well, you know, uh, voters do have a short memory, and uh, we just need to keep reminding them of who this individual is for sure. Yeah. He pushed for the passage of Missouri's first gas tax hike in more than two decades, which angered hard-right lawmakers and drew condemnation from uh, the Republican committee in Franklin County, uh, his county, his home county. He is also a primary proponent of tightening restrictions on unregulated slot machines that some law enforcement consider illegal gambling devices, an issue that has divided Republican lawmakers. I never really figured out the whole deal between the... Uh, the slot machines and, and you know is it just like you know do you, do you develop an addiction to these things I, I i i guess like anything else i mean you know if you if you gamble and you can't control yourself it's your gambling addiction or they they say here that these are unregulated slot machines that uh, they consider to be illegal gambling devices is that because the state doesn't have control over them well, that's exactly right it's just uh like all these other things uh it, it's okay for you to dabble in that as long as we get a cut of it yeah. and as long as we regulate how it happens uh you can go ahead and engage in those sorts of things and and uh you know you you talk about addiction whatever yeah it's very possible people have gambling addictions but again is the is the government there to protect you from you sure shouldn't be if that's what they're to they sure shouldn't be but I, f- I feel better knowing that they are. Oh, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. Thank, <laughs> thank you for making sure that I don't put my money in an illegal slot machine. Thank yeah, you. Thank right, you right. Give me a legal one that yeah. you say is approved, and then I'll go blow my money in that one. So, the money yeah. is going toward education uh, or whatever. You know, when I was when I was in the military, I wasn't a uh, I wasn't a bar hopper when I was in Fort Riley, Kansas. And one of the things we did is uh, uh, we would sit down with other you know, military members and their families, and, and we'd play poker of an evening, you know? Right. Nickel any quarter limit. And by golly, if you couldn't lose 20 bucks that night, I'd blow three times that much probably if I went to the bars. Sure. So you go into those things, and uh, the wife and I were down in Oklahoma. We went to the casino for a few minutes. It's What's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Christina and I were, were uh, down in uh, Oklahoma, and we went to the casino. And, you know, I went in there saying this is how much we're going to blow, and uh, once we lose it, we're, we're out the door. And, you know, my limit went up a little bit while we were there because, by golly, you can lose 100 bucks real fast. And uh, uh, I had a bad lesson at Blackjack, and, you know, it was a little bit later we left. We had fun. We knew what we were going to blow, and uh, there you are. And that's the way I think you have to look at it. If you don't, if uh, one of the guys at the Blackjack table says, I've never come in here, figure I'm going to be making a house payment when I leave. So, <laughs> you know, uh, you, you, personal Lucky responsibility, brother. Yeah, yeah, we the personal responsibility, brother. We talk about it all the time. And, uh, uh, you know, the government uh, is not my nanny, and I don't want them to be. I was never a big uh, a big gambler. I like going in. You know, I, I went I, for marriage marriage uh, number one. I got married in Las Vegas. We went to Vegas and got married. Neat. Okay. Uh, and uh, my ex wife, boy, she, she you could see it in her eyes, man. As soon as she started pumping, you know, quarters or whatever into the slot machine, I'm like. She's gonna be here a while. <laughs> all right, right. I better, I, you know, all all the money we brought for you know the things we needed to do. I better hide that someplace. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I didn't mind. I played uh, played the slots, played a little blackjack. Uh, but you know, there were other things that happened to us there that uh, kind of worked out for the better, some for the worse. But we still ended up getting married, and uh, well. Don't want to get into all of that, but you know, it's I, I've never been a huge gambler. Yeah. And then uh, another time, I went to this Maristar Casino up near St. Louis, right, just right there in yeah. St. Charles. Uh-huh. So we go in, and uh, we're playing the slots a little bit. And uh, again, I could see it in my wife's eyes at the time. 
she's liking this a little too much. Uh-huh. But the nice thing was is I hit a slot machine. It paid off big. Everything we lost and then some. And so then, you know, we were planning on going to dinner anyway. So we got all of our money back. And we were able to go have a nice a nice dinner, yes, you, know, a very, yeah. you know, based on that. And so then we went back into the casino after dinner. I'm like, you sure this is a good idea? I mean, you know, we, we shouldn't, you know, look a gift horse in the mouth. Went back in, got down, got down, got down. This time she hit a slot machine. All right. Got everything back, plus a hell of a lot more than we did the first time. So I said, okay. Time we, to go. We, we got all of our money. Let's just cut our losses here and go. And, we, you know, we're walking out with a profit. And I said, most casinos don't like that. So we can laugh all the way home and say, hey, we stuck it to the casino or whatever. We stopped in. They had like a cigar bar. So it got a nice snifter of cognac and a, and a nice cigar. And she had some wine and she got a cigar. And yeah. You had a good time. I, I just worry about, yeah. I, I just worry about that because you, you can yeah, tell, I man. Know. You see that look in somebody's eyes yeah. when they're gambling. It's like it's way too much fun. I've lost, but I'm not done yet. You know what I found fascinating about those boats up in St. Louis, and I can't tell you they're all the same. I just remember the one, and it's the one there, but there by uh, the, the bridge in St. Charles, right? And you go in, and uh, of course this is a bo- this is a boat that's on stilts, and, and <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think it has a propeller, let alone anything else, right? So. Uh, uh, you're on this thing for two hours, and you hear these bells or whatever go off at an announcement. You have to get off the air quotes here, boat, folks. The boat. You have to get off the boat. Your time you, is up. That's right. You go down. You you mingle around for about 15 minutes, and the bells and whistles. Okay, time to board the boat again. And I'm like, what is the what's the point here? I didn't get it. But evidently, that was something in state law. Either still is or was at the time. Uh, you could only be on there for a couple hours, and you had to get off the dog run thing. And so just, you don't end up, uh, <laughs> you know, betting your kid's college fund on, on, on black or red. Yeah, I guess. Which one is it? Yeah, I guess. I don't, but at the same time, if you're winning, now you've broke that winning streak, haven't you? So I don't know, man. It's just, uh, see, that's the schizophrenic, schizophrenic nature of, of uh, the law. When uh, you do things that Bastiat said you shouldn't do, and it's all arbitrary. I, I was looking and, for that last night, by the way. I, oh, could, right, yeah. I couldn't find my copy of it, so I, but I, I, I'm, I've got it narrowed down. I think I know where it's at. All right, perfect. So, uh, yeah, we'll get into that again maybe one of these shows. And, uh, uh, you know, it's just arbitrary. It's what uh, a group of men and women think that uh, should be the way it's going to be that, that year until somebody comes along and changes it, and there you are. So it's just, uh, uh, yeah. Arbitrary laws. This is Six crazy. one half dozen of another. And and that's the thing about it. You know, if, if we do it this way, maybe it'll seem like we care. Yeah. And that bell rings every two hours, and, and, uh, and, and all the folks have to get off the boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you get to come back, though? That's Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just go malinger down and around, I guess, the, 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 the cigar bar or the buffet. Or, yeah, go have a smoke break, whatever. And, and uh, you know, 15, 20 minutes, you're right back on the boat again. Wow. Just that simple, folks. 8.57 is our time. Ike will stick around with us for another hour. Bill Munhausen here, too. And, uh, of course, we appreciate you joining us. Phone calls welcome. 573-633-5395-633-5395. Today, by the way, is National Testosterone Awareness Day, something that all three of us can benefit from. (laughs) Today is National Unfriend Day. On this day of self-care, unfriend everyone who does not add joy to your life. Don't, don't give them a break or anything. If they don't add any joy to your life, Hero. just kick them to the curb. There you go. World Prematurity Day, or Prematurity Day. Uh, also, GIS Day, explorers and geographers get ready to celebrate these, the innovative technology that is GIS. 
Guinness World Records Day. Uh, get ready to start breaking records as you celebrate this Guinness World Records Day. Now, of course, they had the uh, Guinness World Record uh, that they tried to set here at the lake for, I guess, most yeah, boats. Boats a, or something, yeah. Mm, parade, boat parade. boat parade. Today is National Baklava Day. Have you ever had baklava? I you don't it's recall. A, it's a Greek dessert, I think, right? Baklava? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it is. I don't, kind of pastry I don't know thing. if I've had it or not. Uh, National Educational Support Professionals Day. Make sure to thank all the support professionals at your school for their services. National Hiking Day, also known as Take a Hike Day. <laughs> Hiking wasn't always the fashionable pastime that it is today. Today is also National Homemade Bread Day. <laughs> That's because they used to just call it walking. Yeah. <laughs> Now it's hiking. Right, because we're we're so comfortable in everything else we do with our vehicles and bicycles, and now you have to make a point of going and taking a walk. You well, know? You, you know, for hiking, you, you can't just, you know, put on your shoes and, and do it. You have to have special boots and a backpack, oh. and it has oh. to be someplace like, you know, Hahataka State Park. Oh, all right. Then. Whatever. Cool. We are closing in on the top of the hour, which means that we'll take a break. Stacy Johnson with Lake Expo, your trusted news source, giving us uh, the update on local news. Some catalytic converter thefts going on in and around the area. Also, Chris Schneider with Lake TV and a check of sports on Key Radio. Thank you for listening. The Lake of the Ozarks' only community radio station. That's right. You've got a hand in it, Lake of the Ozarks. 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, November 17th. Take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. Thieves have been stealing catalytic converters from vehicles at the lake. Authorities say another theft happened last weekend. The Camden County Sheriff's Office received reports of three catalytic converters stolen off vehicles near highways TT and MM in Sunrise Beach over the weekend. The Sheriff's Department also shared some tips about how to prevent theft including parking in well-lit areas, parking close to business entrances, or a busy road, and installing a catalytic converter security device. Thanks to Hunter participation, the Missouri Department of Conservation says it collected tissue samples from more than 18,700 deer last weekend, the opening weekend of rifle season. The tissue collection was to test for chronic wasting disease, a deadly disease in deer the conservationists had been monitoring for years. For those who submitted samples, MDC says to expect results on their website in approximately four weeks. A Lake Area house was damaged in a fire last Saturday. Lake Ozark Fire Protection District received a report that there was a fire on the roof of a house on Lucy Road. It may have started as a chimney fire. When crews arrived, they found the chimney engulfed in flames. Crews were able to knock down the bulk of the fire and had it under control in a little over an hour. The cause of the fire has not been made public, but no injuries were reported. For more stories like these, head to lakeexpo.com. Download our free app from the App Store and Google Play to get more Lake of the Ozarks news. Lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com.
LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV Sports Update for this Wednesday. It is not a good hump day for the St. Louis Blues. They fell again last night. Their fourth straight loss, losing to Phoenix 3-2. The Blues really struggling after starting out the season pretty hot. Baseball postseason awards being handed out. Tampa Bay Rays skipper Kevin Cash becomes the first to win back-to-back American League Manager of the Year awards. The Braves' Bobby Cox won back-to-back awards in the National League back in 04 and 05. High school basketball season starts next week for local teams. Eldon will start on Monday at home against Lynn. Osage and Versailles play their first games next Tuesday. The Indians will be at Cole Camp. Versailles home against Eugene. And Camdenton will start their season Tuesday, November 30th at home against Aurora. High school football playoffs this weekend. Class 5 sectional final. It'll be Lebanon. Uh, taking on a very good Webb City team. That ought to be a great game. In Class 4, West Plains out of the Ozark Conference will play Hannibal for the sectional final. And in Class 3, Mexico will take on Seneca in their uh, sectional final. As for college hoops, MSU Bears busy tonight at Sam Houston. The Bears 1-1 one one on the season. Mizzou Tigers will play tomorrow against Northern Illinois. Of course, the 6-4 uh, and four Chiefs getting ready for the Cowboys on Sunday afternoon. Division leaders in the NFL right now include the Chiefs, also Tennessee, Baltimore, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Dallas, and Arizona. NFL power rankings this week have Green Bay at number one, followed by Tennessee, Arizona, Dallas, the Rams. And they hold down the top five spots. The Chiefs currently coming in at number eight. College football playoff rankings, the top seven spots stay in the same. Just two weeks left in the regular season. Georgia's still at number one. They're followed by Alabama, Oregon, and Ohio State. And just on the outside looking in, Cincinnati, Michigan, and Michigan State. This weekend, 5-5 five and five Mizzou home to Florida, 7-3 and three MSU at Dixie State. Lake TV brings you five local area shows, including What's Burning with KB. You can see KB on TV at 7 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon, and 11 at night on Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday.
positive programming provided by you on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3, The Key. Back at the Key Gathering Place at 906, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here for The Daily Show for this Wednesday morning, the, uh, what is this, the 17th day of November 2021. 64 degrees, that's where we are, and that is essentially the afternoon high. So it's nice to get things uh, taken care of early. You know, that's one <laughs> yeah. less thing you got to worry about. What about that afternoon high? It's uh, 64, and uh, we're only at uh, 62 and a half. Well, we're at 64 now, with a chance for maybe uh, some intermittent uh, showers this afternoon, possibly this evening as well. Things uh, then begin to clear up. We'll have a, a low tonight of around 33, back up to 50 for the high tomorrow. And a low tomorrow night of around 28 degrees. Plenty of sunshine during the day. Clear tomorrow night. Partly cloudy on Friday and 53 for the high with a low 37. Saturday's high of 60, a low 43 with a partly cloudy sky. Then partly cloudy on Sunday, a high of 59 and a low of 29 degrees. Monday's high of 42, 50 on Tuesday, 56 on Wednesday. As we uh, get ready for the uh, big holiday Weekend, the Thanksgiving holiday weekend. Either of you gentlemen uh, do anything special for the holidays, or is it just uh, business as usual? Turkey, stuffing, uh, or or maybe not? Uh, our holidays, ever since the kids left the house, are way way up in the air. So you you guys who have younger kids can look <laughs> forward to this, that when they all leave the home, all of a sudden you don't really have these family events. Then you're, you're stuck with wondering whether, do we go to their house this time? Do they come to our house? And uh, they all have kids. They all have things to do, too. So it gets to be different. I think we're going to have two or three different uh, big feedings, if you want to call it that. We're going to Mom's on, uh, uh, on, uh, on Saturday. We're going to a um, uh, Christina's uh, sister's home, my sister-in-law in, -law in uh, Pacific on, uh, on Thanksgiving Day. And then that Sunday, we're going to have a get-together with just friends and uh, other family around this neighborhood. So... I'm looking forward to it, man. What's uh, what's your favorite uh, uh, part of the of, of the turkey meal? Is it the whole thing? Is it just the turkey? Is it the the turkey and mashed potatoes? To get? What what is your you know if you like? There, I cannot possibly do without this for Thanksgiving dinner. What's that for you, KB? Peace and quiet. Peace and quiet. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. You're an eater like I am. Come on, I'm man. I'm kind of like Bill. I'm, I'm in that mode. Everybody's moved out. And so we don't have a whole lot going Let's on around the, the house. Off, so right. there's really no need to prepare mm -hmm. a massive meal, yeah. knowing that, you know, the best part of the turkey is, you know, after the fact, uh, the turkey salad, the turkey soup, turkey whatever. Okay. Okay. And uh, so, you know, we might we might go to some. I will tell you, though, in, in, in the years that my wife, we've held the celebration at our house, and we've had my uh, daughter come in, or maybe my son, uh, you know, or some some other family members, it always just turns into a big fiasco, and <laughs> especially That's as they shame. get especially as they get older, they have way more different opinions. Well, and, and, and not necessarily just that, but uh, you know, it's just it's it's a big. My, my wife makes all this food, and everybody comes in and takes a little plate of food, and I'm like, really? Yeah. Eat up. That's what we you know sure. we took the time. Yeah. But uh, I guess I don't know uh, when we were kids. I was, uh, oddly enough, I was always thick, ar sick around, uh, thick, Aww. thick, <laughs> I was sick around uh, uh, Thanksgiving. It I seemed like every so. year I had, you know, the cold or the flu yeah. or something, so I really couldn't enjoy. But then, uh, I, I don't know, it, to me it's, and, and 
Here's the thing. I've been in radio for well over 30 years. So days, uh, you know, Thanksgiving Day, Christmas Day, New Year's Day, all that kind of stuff. Wind up on the air a lot. I end up on the air. We're not going to do it this year, thank goodness. Um, but, you know, it's it's just to me, it's like get up, go to work, do your thing, come home. And, and uh, you know, if somebody's hanging out, great. If, you know, you walk in, wife's making uh, dinner, awesome. Uh, I like to help. I mean, I like to help her cook. I don't really like to stand there and watch her do the whole thing by herself. No, I, man, but no, I, know I hear you there. I'll help too, but I love the smells of all the food cooking mm-hmm. and and I don't know, but the combination of turkey and gravy and mashed potatoes and the stuffing and green bean casserole and or some corn and those cheap little dinner rolls that you only get uh-huh, around yep. this. Uh-huh. Man, it's just all of that together is just so yummy. It's just... Uh, uh, I'm not. I'm not one to put it in a blender and just drink it that way, you know. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but though I, it's like any one of those things missing. Oh, and sweet potatoes. I forgot about those. Any one of those things missing, and it's just not quite Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, we we. I remember the first couple of years after the kids moved out, we thought, well, there's no point in in making a turkey and all that kind of stuff. But what I really miss is the leftovers. I, I think yeah. I, like, I think I like the leftovers better than the actual meal. Well, by that time, you, you know, have a whole week of eating turkey th- sandwiches. Yeah, and, sure, yeah, and, and and all of the different ingredients have have sat. It's like a yeah. like when you make a lasagna or something. You know, it's uh-huh. better the next day because all the ingredients and and everything have kind of melded together a little bit better. Yeah, I, yep. I'm with you on that one. Yeah, um, you know, but what's kind of cool now, and I don't know about. When we were all growing up, but now you can just go get, uh, you know, the white meats, the my favorite part of the turkey. So uh, if it is just a couple or, or maybe you got one kid or something, you go get a turkey breast. Exactly. You know, and yeah, and just throw the turkey breast in the oven and make it and make you some nice little mashed potatoes and gravy. And, and uh, if you don't have a bunch of leftovers, well, at least you probably usually got some turkey breast there for sandwiches the next day, you know, a yeah, turkey, we, cold we, turkey sandwich. We could sandwich actually make the turkey every day of the year if we chose to. Well, sure, Somehow we don't do that. No, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, you could have a turkey. Yeah, you could have Thanksgiving dinner anytime you want, but I don't know. I guess it's just this time of year, and, and part of that was it's harvest time, your yams yeah. or you know, the whole nine yards. Yeah, so, but, we, uh, we harvest all the time, yeah, right? Yeah, right, yeah, now <laughs> we harvest all the we time. We go down to the market and harvest. That's it. exactly right, yeah, so uh, I enjoy all I of think, that stuff think, together, man. I think the market, uh, the, the folks at the market, are the one doing ones during the harvesting. harvesting this year yeah that could be and, and they, you know every year they always give the amount of what it costs for thanksgiving you know with the turkey and then mashed potatoes and gravy and all that stuff i'm interested to know does anybody do anything off the kind of off the reservation as they say do you buck the system and you don't do the traditional meal you do uh i don't know rather than doing turkey or ham you do uh, a brisket, or maybe you, you do some sort of a fish deal. Do you do something that uh, is maybe a little bit more health-oriented if you're a health-conscious person? I know it's okay around, you know, some people say it's okay around that time to let your guard down and, and uh, you know, enjoy whatever as much as you want. Um, and then, of course, the tryptophan that they talk about after you eat the meal yeah. that, that, that's got you. It's uh, not really the turkey that uh, that you deal with with the tryptophan. It's more like anything starchy, like your potatoes. Your that's where. And then, you know, you have to take the, the, uh, the afternoon nap or whatever. Yeah. Uh, growing up as a kid, I remember one of the things we used to do is a bunch of us would get together and we'd go to everybody else's Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? We, we you know, kids. We, Almost like caroling. The, 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 you know, the group we ran around with, we, yeah. they came to my house. We went to somebody else's there house, you go, somebody yeah. else's house. And then you eat a little bit at each place, yeah. which was always nice. Yeah, you were running around. You, lived, you were running around playing otherwise, though. I mean, you and your friends, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. 
The, the, the stopping in to get something to eat was almost ancillary. You, you, you know, as you were running through the house, you grabbed something along the way, and, yeah. and uh, one of the good moms made you actually sit down and have a meal finally somewhere along the line and, and uh, then threw you back out of the house. The busiest bar night of the year is? Oh, is that right? Thanksgiving night? Is the night right? before. The night before. Yeah. Uh, the busiest bar night. Oh, darn. That's what, they, that's what uh, we used to say anyway, but so uh, busiest bar night of the year. And I remember, it, it, you know, on a Wednesday night, I've worked at a lot of different places around here, you know, DJing and stuff, but you know, Wednesday nights seemed to be that night before Thanksgiving, always seemed to be rather, uh, uh, you know, they got the kids coming in town, all the families in town, some, you know, some folks just like to, when, when especially when all the, you know, people come together, they like to maybe go do a little bar hop the night before. I guess. Yeah. But you better be dedicated to getting your happy uh, behind out of bed and putting that turkey, and, and, and here's what I don't understand is, you know, with... And I guess with all the modern advances we have with the way to cook things these days, how anybody would cook a turkey like four or five hours. I mean, you know, what do they say, like an hour, two hours or something, uh, depending on the size of the bird. I guess, you know, if you're going to have a 20-pound bird, you got to give it some time to cook. I And there's another way. How do you all cook it? I, I uh, get one of those baking bags, one of those cooking bags, and uh, put, them in the, put them in the oven in that bag and a little flour in there and... And uh, just let it go. You don't have to do anything else. And uh, a couple of three hours later, and poof, the little thing pops out. And uh, <laughs> as long as you took uh, all the innards out inside and it was properly thawed, uh, you got a yummy doggone turkey. That's why I used to cook them. It's, it's almost foolproof. And I'm kind of a fool when it comes to cooking like that. So I need something foolproof. Foolproof. People always come up with new ways. There's those people who take it outside and put it in a in oil. They cook it sure, in Sure, fry them. Yeah, deep frying them. Yeah. yeah. I've never tried that. It looks dangerous. It, it's pretty yummy. <laughs> I've had a fried turkey. It's pretty yummy. It's not my thing to do, but you know. But then a lot of it people is, like it's, this. It's really delicious. It's yep. good. I've got a buddy that does that every year. He started doing it uh, right about when they first you know, when it first really became popular to deep fry your turkey. You have to make sure first and foremost that the turkey is completely and totally thawed out. That is the key. You don't want any little pockets of uh, frozen turkey in there anywhere because once the oil hits it. Oof. That's when uh, that's Violence. when you better have nine one and then just the other one and send. <laughs> uh, you better have that ready to go, uh, and also you know you you have to uh, you have to uh, make sure that it's uh, relatively dry when you put it in. You want to kind of pat yeah, it down pat a little it down, bit. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that too. And you don't want to just drop it in the oil. You want to make sure that you look. And there's a little line on the inside of that pot, and you fill it to that particular point with the oil. Make sure that you've got the right size turkey for your pot as well, and you lower it in nice and slow. You know, you know, so the oil goes over and the flame uh-huh. underneath catches it, uh-huh. and the next thing you know, you know, you've got a, a I need instead a new of deck. a yeah, well, a new deck. <laughs> you know, thanks, thanks. That Thanksgiving was always remembered as a year we didn't eat turkey, but we were, you know, trying to put the the house fire out until sure. the, the fire department got there. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, a lot of dangerous stuff. You got to be careful with what you're doing out there. Um, that's why I just keep it simple. You know, I use that KISS principle. There probably yeah. ought to be a law, you know, that protects oh. us. <laughs> By golly, there you go. Uh, that, uh, yeah, that's what we need. Uh, protect us from our own turkey cooking, please. <laughs> I'm surprised it hasn't come down to that. I, I, I guarantee you somewhere there is. or uh, they've. Uh, <laughs> There's a county ordinance that outlaws 
turkey, deep frying a turkey on Thanksgiving or any time for that matter. Or, or codifies in law that you are uh, responsible for anything that goes on. Yeah, your yeah. insurance company's not responsible. You know, that's the homeowners association. Uh, if they drive by, somebody in the homeowners association drives by and they see you deep frying a turkey, there's a good possibility you're going to get fined or kicked Call. out of the area. <laughs> Calling a SWAT team to get you to. <laughs> They're violating the HOA's turkey, turkey cooking ordinance or whatever. I don't the know. turkey cooking ordinance. Crazy. Now you got Crazy. me. Well, Crazy, man. I guarantee it's that way somewhere. I'll put money on it. Uh, I was going to look into that. As There's got to be a law. <laughs> there's got to be a law for that somewhere. There's a law for that. They say there's an app for that, but long before that, they probably said, uh, let's see here. Deep it was one of these constitutional outfits uh, that came along uh, uh, that uh, during the Tea Party movement, they were another Tea Party type movement, but one of their things was, you know, going against federal government and teaching the Constitution and so forth. And, and uh, they had taken the time and the research uh, to figure out that including the growing of the wheat for the flour that goes into the bun of a hamburger, that to actually get a hamburger at a restaurant uh, on your plate, there were some 10,000 regulations. The making of the pickle, the growing of the lettuce, the growing of the wheat for the flour for the bun, uh, the meat, the processing, the what you do here and the what you do there, and the and the veterinary rules on on the animal and all these other different sorts of silly things. Not to mention the OSHA regulations sure. for how your kitchen operates. Exactly right. right. How you but yeah, all of those sorts of like ten thousand regulations, my friends. When all else fails, call the Butterball Hotline. Hey, there you go. Yeah, I bet they've got. <laughs> they probably got all the. All of the turkey rules there are. Oh, and <laughs> every, of course, every every Thanksgiving you got to remember the uh, uh, the what is it the uh, WKRP uh, yes turkey and turkey, <laughs> drop. turkey drop. I love that show. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Even before radio, I love that show. Right, right. <laughs> What does he say? As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, they can. As Just a matter of fact, <laughs> well, I was, uh, I was, I was on my way over to Lake TV last week, and on my way over, I saw this big bird struggling. It flew right across Highway Five North, and I saw it. It was, it was flailing pretty good and struggling, and I, I knew it had to be a turkey. That's, yeah. that's the only bird that looks. Turkeys are not graceful when it comes to flight at all. No, they don't do it very well or for very long. And, and of course, domestic turkeys, well, they don't fly. They don't fly <laughs> they, at all. They just go straight down. <laughs> you just see that turkey truck drive by and, and all those little turkeys looking at you with the sad eyes, knowing yeah. exactly what's coming. Yeah, right, exactly. Somehow, yeah. in the process, word got back to the turkeys there. You know, some, some turkey was able to get a message back to the ones that are at the farm. It's not looking good, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not all looking, in these. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not looking good at all. Could you pick them out on the hoof like you do a cow, just right there, and just say, "This one's mine"? Or uh, probably not. I imagine once you once you defeather them, they're pretty much all about the same, ain't they? I seem to remember they were they were going to be the national bird instead of the eagle at yes. one point. That's yes, right. as a matter of fact, uh, Ben Franklin yeah. thought it was a much more j- majestic animal. Uh, majestic. Uh, huh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> he well, saw that because saw it was it. edible. <laughs> Well, I guess eagles are edible, but uh, unfortunately, you don't, you know, you don't, you don't want to mess with. That, that's what is that still a five thousand dollar fine? That'd be an expensive meal. I assure you and of you, that. And you don't want food that can fight back. No, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want your food fighting back too much. Well, Ben Franklin didn't like it because the eagle's a scavenger. There's nothing. I mean, you get right down to it. They're they're a scavenger for real. They will they will steal a meal before they go find their own, yeah. and uh, uh, they'll eat dead stuff just like a buzzard will. Uh, I don't know how picky they are. 
but uh, uh, one of the most fascinating times I had, I was out at my buddy's farm up around Buffalo, Missouri. He had several cattle. He's downsized. But anyhow, uh, if you have a large cattle operation, you have to have a boneyard. If anybody knows anything about cattle operations, you, you've got a boneyard. That's where the dead cows go, and you just leave them there. And uh, anyhow, uh, there was also kind of a dead tree with no leaves on it, and there were probably, he had just, I don't know if they had just lost a cattle or two, or he just butchered a cow or two and had some, you know, the bones laying out there, whatever. But uh, there were probably 10 or 15 eagle up in that tree, and uh, another four or five of them just flying around. And, man, that was a cool sight to watch those guys for a while. Every once in a while when you're out here and you're, you know, you, you typically, I, I guess for a while there, we didn't see a whole lot of uh, bald eagles, so they weren't very prevalent in the area. And when they started making their comeback, you know, they have eagle days every year in sure. January at uh, at the dam and uh, over at Wilmore Lodge in Osage National, which is, is great. I took my son to the very first eagle days that they ever had at Wilmore Lodge, and it was just packed. And I remember putting him up on my shoulder so he could see. He's 26 now, and I don't think That'd that would, would, do, would, would huh? work as well. But they decided to expand it and, the, you know, the popularity and the fact that you get to come out and see an actual bald eagle and a lot of the other bird species that are, that are you know, native to the area. And, uh, and I remember just it, it, was, it was so packed. It was so warm in that place because of all the body heat. Sure. But they pulled it off, and it's grown to uh, what it is now, and it's, uh, it's just huge. I think, I think he was, I don't know, three or four maybe at the time. I can't remember. Uh, but it's, it's just become something spectacular. But anyway, when you're out driving around and you just happen to notice a bald eagle flying around in the lake area and you just stop and, I've, I've seen people like stop in the middle of the road. It's like <laughs> that's what the shoulders for. Don't stop here. Pull over so we don't, you know, Keep bald eagle. And, and then the bald eagle would be held responsible for for causing the accident. Oh no, they're endangered. Again. And, they're not responsible for nothing. And then uh, of course somebody would say, you know, what we need to do is we got we, we've got too many of them bald eagles. We, we need to hunt a few of them suckers down. I don't know how that would work, but and give it a couple of years, and they'll have some sort of a managed hunt. You know, again, as long as your government master says it's okay to go do it, uh, and you do it by their rules, uh, it'll be okay. They also might decide they're a symbol of freedom, so they probably have to do away with them. What? They're undermining society. You know, man, that's here you go. Whereas you go. the turkey, the, the neg- turkey works for our good. There you go. I can see that happening. I can almost see that happening. Don't give them too much of an idea. That'll come up next. The Biden administration during <laughs> it, one of his one of his most. Uh, we uh, must uh, eradicate the bald eagle because it's a symbol of when freedom. When people look back on the administration <laughs> twenty years from now, they'll say. That Joe Biden, what a what a you know a, a, a great thinker. What a what, a, what he was he was he was so he was so, so advanced and above us. We don't want a bird that represents racism and white privilege. Yeah, we want a bird that is the bird of the people. And so yeah, they went back and said, you know what, that turkey idea wasn't so bad after all. That, that turkey is more like us. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that turkey. You know that turkey is is is. is it has a lot more to do. It's it's not a scavenger. It, it it's it's something that goes out and you know has a family and they don't have sacrifices for us. They don't have gender issues or whatever. Yeah. they're not turkeys aren't binary. They don't bind <laughs> to that whole binary thing. Unless you put enough gravy together and they kind of bind together, you know, with your mashed potatoes. That there you go. Good. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Oh my gosh! You know, guys, that it, can it, almost it's, see that. it's funny. It's funny now, but don't be surprised in twenty years. And and and, and here's the thing, you know, 
they're taking pot shots at all the holidays anyway. So we have to dumb them all down, and you know, it, it, it's not like it used to be where you know Burl Ives can sing "Holly Jolly Christmas" and everything's great and wonderful, and we can watch Frosty the Snowman, yeah. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, yeah. or the Grinch who stole Christmas. There's something wrong with everything. Here, how many ever years later that we're looking at all these things? There's something wrong with it, you know. And and, and to me, it's just like weren't you weren't you just about supposed to sit there and be entertained? You weren't really supposed to sit there and nitpick and and look for things that are wrong, I don't know, you know. But to each their own, I guess. Five seven three six three three five three nine five is the number to call if you've got a uh, specific Christmas memory or you'd like to see. The uh, turkey be replaced by the, uh, or the bald eagle rather be replaced by the turkey as the national bird. You know what the bird, is, do either one of you know what the bird of uh, the state of Missouri is, the state bird? It's a blue bird, I think. Close. Close. No. Eastern bluebird. East, oh, I- <laughs> no. Yeah, not just a Midwestern bluebird. <laughs> no Midwestern bluebird. It's the Eastern, Eastern bluebird. Blue okay, okay. Yeah. So is is just one is is like the uh, uh, the right side of that bird blue and and then and, and then the western bluebird the left side of its well, blue. I that think the eastern bluebird is red and blue. Red and blue. So right, right down not the middle. Truly a bluebird. Yeah. Well. Yeah. More like a Missouri. You know, we can go whichever way you want to go. It depends on who's winning. They say soda. <laughs> they say soda on the east side. They say pop on the west side of the state. Bag uh, and sack. Yeah. 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 Missouri. Right, right. Missouri. Missouri. Yep. Uh huh. You don't say Mississippi, though, do you? Never, never have. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-A. <laughs> right. I do say Missouri. That's my, I'm yeah, Missouri. I'm have, from Missouri. I've heard people say Mississippi, though. Mississippi. Mississippi. Yes. Oh, they're just, uh, the they're just short-term. Mississippi. The old Mississippi. Oh, Maybe they're referring to the to the river. Not necessarily the state. What about just old Miss? Oh, you mean, uh, yeah, all right. Old Miss. Old yeah, just Miss. Old Miss. Old Miss. Uh, That's the, the college. Are the, the ex- money for the extremely lazy people. Are the <laughs> yeah. However you want to do it, I guess, to each their own, and, and as it should be, right? I don't care. I, exa- I don't care what you call it. You bet, yeah. What you do on your free time is your own business. That's right. That's right. <laughs> 9.28 is our time, and uh, we've got a little time for you on the other side if you would like to uh, give us a call here this morning. I have just been alerted to the fact that we were talking earlier about SAPA, and so... Uh, my friend Janet Dabbs has uh, sent me the the contact information of um, the director of litigation at the Freedom Center of Missouri, Dave Rowland. And so we're going to try to get uh, Dave on the program. See if maybe we can talk a little SAPA with Dave. There you go. A lot of misconceptions about that bill, law. I uh, I think you're absolutely right. Well. And, and I, w- I was always kind of concerned about the <coughs> fact that was it something that we would really utilize at some point or would it be more symbolic? Well, I mean, uh, I think it's a good thing because uh, there are only so many ATF agents uh, and so many federal agents, period, that they can't uh, possibly uh, invoke everything on at one time. And, and they used to oh, use... Oh, you wait. <laughs> well, yeah, there's more money coming from them. But, uh, you know, they used to have local law enforcement come help them out. You might have one or two, one or two of their agents and maybe 10 local guys, and then they could still do whatever it was they wanted to do, just direct the local guys to help do it. Uh, they can't do that now. Uh, the misconception is, though, that uh, local law enforcement can go to them and ask for help. 
So uh, uh, there, there's uh, now will the feds help? They're coming. Well, we can't. You, you can't help us. We're not going to help you. Well, I guess if they want to say that, they can say that. And uh, you know, maybe we'll get back into that a little bit because yeah, they talk about ballistics. They want to do ballistics testing. Well, can't we do that at the state highway patrol right now? And if we can't, why can't we? Good Why question. won't we make that priority? Good question. 9.30 is our time. Stacy Johnson from LakeExpo.com standing by your trusted news source. She'll update us on what's been happening here locally. And Chris Schneider with the Check of Sports. He's with Lake TV. And you're listening to Key Radio at 89.3 on the interweb at keyradio.com. I'm Stacy Johnson. And this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, November 17th. Take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. Thieves have been stealing catalytic converters from vehicles at the lake. Authorities say another theft happened last weekend. The Camden County Sheriff's Office received reports of three catalytic converters stolen off vehicles near highways TT and MM in Sunrise Beach over the weekend. The Sheriff's Department also shared some tips about how to prevent theft including parking in well-lit areas, parking close to business entrances, or a busy road, and installing a catalytic converter security device. Thanks to Hunter participation, the Missouri Department of Conservation says it collected tissue samples from more than 18,700 deer last weekend, the opening weekend of rifle season. The tissue collection was to test for chronic wasting disease, a deadly disease in deer the conservationists have been monitoring for years. For those who submitted samples, MDC says to expect results on their website in approximately four weeks. A Lake Area house was damaged in a fire last Saturday. Lake Ozark Fire Protection District received a report that there was a fire on the roof of a house on Lucy Road. It may have started as a chimney fire. When crews arrived, they found the chimney engulfed in flames. Crews were able to knock down the bulk of the fire and had it under control in a little over an hour. The cause of the fire has not been made public, but no injuries were reported. For more stories like these, head to lakeexpo.com. Download our free app from the App Store and Google Play to get more Lake of the Ozarks news. Lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Saturday, December 4th, from 10.30 to 1, it's the annual Christmas on the Square event. It's free and sponsored by the Camden Area Chamber of Commerce. Help crush hunger for the 120-plus families that receive assistance from the Lamb House with the Can-Do Challenge. Collect and bring your non-perishable food items to the collection tent, and for every 10 items you donate, you'll be entered into a drawing for a prize. Contact Rhonda at 573-286-7945 with any questions. 286-7945. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part through a generous donation from Victoria Station. Misty Atkinson talks about Victoria Station. We carry nautical, contemporary, and traditional type themes in our store in general, but we go into lots of different categories. When you come to Victoria Station, we want you to feel like you've escaped from the world. We want you to come and enjoy the sights, the sounds, the smells, and find that something special to introduce that into your own home. We are located just off the Case Road exit in Osage. Sage Beach, and we're open seven days a week, 9.30 to 5.30. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV Sports Update for this Wednesday. It is not a good hump day for the St. Louis Blues. 
They fell again last night. Their four straight loss, losing to Phoenix 3-2. The Blues really struggling after starting out the season pretty hot. Baseball postseason awards being handed out. Tampa Bay race skipper Kevin Cash becomes the first to win back-to-back American League Manager of the Year awards. The Braves' Bobby Cox won back-to-back awards in the National League back in 04 and 05. High school basketball season starts next week for local teams. Eldon will start on Monday at home against Lynn. Osage and Versailles play their first games next Tuesday. The Indians will be at Cole Camp. Versailles home against Eugene. And Camdenton will start their season Tuesday, November 30th at home against Aurora. High school football playoffs this weekend. Class 5 sectional final. It'll be Lebanon. Uh, taking on a very good Web City team. That ought to be a great game. In Class 4, West Plains out of the Ozark Conference will play Hannibal for the sectional final. And in Class 3, Mexico will take on Seneca in their uh, sectional final. As for college hoops, MSU Bears busy tonight at Sam Houston. The Bears 1-1 one one on the season. Mizzou Tigers will play tomorrow against Northern Illinois. Of course, the 6-4 uh, and four Chiefs getting ready for the Cowboys on Sunday afternoon. Division leaders in the NFL right now include the Chiefs, also Tennessee, Baltimore, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Dallas, and Arizona. NFL power rankings this week have Green Bay at number one, followed by Tennessee, Arizona, Dallas, the Rams. And they hold down the top five spots. The Chiefs currently coming in at number eight. College football playoff rankings, the top seven spots stay in the same. Just two weeks left in the regular season. Georgia still at number one. They're followed by Alabama, Oregon, and Ohio State. And just on the outside looking in, Cincinnati, Michigan, and Michigan State. This weekend, 5-5 five and five Mizzou home to Florida, 7-3 and three MSU at Dixie State. Lake TV brings you five local area shows, including What's Burning with KB. You can see KB on TV at 7 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon, and 11 at night on Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. The artichoke heart is about peeling back the layers and getting to the heart of what really matters in life, parenting, faith, and wellness. You will find purposeful parenting topics, inspirational family stories, homeschool tips, book and game reviews, recipe and wellness posts, and so much more. Our three hosts are Ruth Harris, Maggie Butterfield, and Gretchen Peters. They can't wait to connect with you and share their hearts. Listen to The Artichoke Heart Wednesdays and Sundays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m., and 10 p.m. on Key Radio 89.3 FM. This is your chance to get involved in Community Radio Lake of the Ozarks with 89.3, The Key. Hey, it's 937. Welcome right back in here to The Daily Show. Thanks for uh, taking the opportunity to join us. Phone lines open, 573-633-5395, K-E-Y-K. Write it down. Keep it handy if you've got a question or comment you'd like to uh, Posed to uh, any of us here, myself, Bill Munhausen, Ike Skelton, we are uh, happy to uh, take your phone calls and find out a little bit more 
about what is uh, what's shaking in your neck of the woods. I will uh, tell you that uh, 64 degrees is where we sit as of right now. That is also the uh, apparent afternoon high. So like I said earlier, we've got that all taken care of and uh, out of the way, so you can check that off your list of things to do. Let's uh, look here at the uh, conditions for today. We are anticipating possibly some intermittent uh, showers this afternoon. 64 the high, 33 the low tonight as things begin to clear up for us. And then as we get into uh, the rest of the week before we hit the weekend tomorrow, sunshine high of 50, low 28. Friday, partly cloudy, a high of 53, a low 37. For Saturday, 60 the high, a low of 43. And a partly cloudy sky, partly cloudy Sunday with a high of 21. High for Monday, 42, 50 the high on Tuesday, and Wednesday's high of around 56 degrees. That is uh, what's shaken here in and around the beautiful Lake of the Ozarks, especially here in the Camdenton area for uh, the next uh, few days anyway. 9.38 is our time. Got a lot of uh, different things going on here. Just taking a little peek at the, uh, the radar as we have it uh, for you here this morning. We do see some activity that was developing back in and around the Sedalia area. As it uh, is continuing to move to the east-southeast, it is developing a nice line from uh, right around the St. Louis metro area, down and around, and uh, actually through portions of the Tri-County region. It looks like some light rain for us in portions of Miller and Camden County at the current time. We'll keep you posted if things change. Um, somebody asked me if we're going to do school cancellations, and I said probably at this point no. We won't be uh, providing any uh, school cancellation information for folks. So um, you have to rely on maybe your uh, TV station, the lower third there, where they run the school cancellations across the bottom during the newscast. But we'll see if maybe we can figure something out. I don't know uh, what we could do there. But the most interesting thing about school cancellations, and in being in radio for a lot of years and doing this, is every year they come out with a password. So whoever calls in from the school, ah. like uh, the superintendent were calling and ah. say we're canceling school today, well, I need the password. And uh, like one year, I think it was Palm Tree. Ah. And uh, I said, uh, I need the password. He said, Palm Tree. You know, it's like, that's right, Palm Tree. Fuzzy Nagel. You didn't, you didn't have, you know, it, there wasn't a word, like a, a password and then a counter. Like you, oh, if, he oh, says, if he says Palm Tree, you have to respond with coconuts right. or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like that. But I always got a kick out of that because I thought it was so funny because, you know, you're dealing with all of these various people and, and, and you know, somehow, some way, you know how kids are. Oh, yeah. One of oh, them's sure. going to call in and sure. they'll, they'll, they'll call and they'll try to disguise their voices. <coughs> yes, I'm calling to say that school is canceled. Yeah, What's right. the password? Uh, they didn't tell me. Nose hair. <laughs> nose hair. <right>. No, no. <laughs> or, you know, or they get a hold of it. It's palm tree. Oh, oh that's right. Okay, whatever. <laughs> That's funny. You know, man, I, you grew up in, as a kid, you, you grew up kind of up around St. Louis, right? Right. I was okay. a, yeah. right. I grew up down in Franklin County around uh, New Haven, in between New Haven and Herman. Okay. And, uh, man, I remember as a kid, there was a lot of snow, um, a lot of snow every year, and it stuck around for a while. And if we would have, cha- if we would have closed school like they do now, I wouldn't have gone to school from, like, November to... March or something, you know. I remember there being chains on the school bus mm-hmm. out on the county roads to get us to school, and there be a there be six inches or a foot of snow on the ground, and the 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 the, the, the grader came along 
and they they pushed off the top snow, and that was it. And whatever was frozen underneath that, that's what you drove on. And they threw some cinders down, maybe some gravel on a gravel road. You don't have to worry about that. You just kick up some of the gravel with the blades, you know, and, and there's your extra traction, and you throw a set of chains on the school bus, and poof, you're, you're going to school. You wound up in the ditch that day. Well, you know, uh, uh, some farmer next door brought their tractor out and pulled you out of the ditch and sent you on down the road the way. Maybe they handed the kids shovels and little uh, bags of sand and said, you know, Could've. I don't remember that. You guys want to get to school possible. or you want to sit here and be cold? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It was kind of that way, wasn't it? So what in the world has changed? What? Uh, I guess climate change is a good thing. Yeah, but it seems to me as though it, they just talk about there might be some snow tomorrow and they don't have school. Uh-huh, yeah. Well, yeah. I would say around here um, the lay of the land is, is, is a lot different. School buses have to uh, traverse a, a lot of different types of roads and the topography and hills and valleys and everything else. But I guess that's why they have what's called snow routes. Yeah. And, 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 and it's not a route, by the way. It's not a route. A, a, route, route. a route is something that happens in sports. Like a football team oh, gets routed, route. so it's a route. A route. I thought yeah. that was in a tree. Yeah, I was, ju- I was talking to a mail carrier a couple of days ago. And uh, he's, he's one of the contracted carriers, not an employee. Okay. So he has to use his own vehicle to deliver, oh. deliver mail. Oh. He uses a four-wheel drive truck. Yeah. Just, and that's just in the summertime. In normal conditions, he needs a four-wheel drive <laughs> truck to get around to the places he delivers mail. Well, some of these roads around here, you need you should have yeah. four-wheel drive to get in and up and down so you don't spin and do a lot of crazy yeah, so things. So that's yeah. probably part of what influences the closed downs of schools. Well, yeah, yeah, the roads are a little more treacherous around here, around the lake, they, a lot of hills. They don't have shoulders that. to pull off if yeah. you get into a skid or something. So. Well, I always, you know, if you if you have a, a scanner at home and you, you happen to be listening to uh, a call goes out in wintertime when you're having a really rough day, you know, you get a lot of snow and ice, that sometimes they'll send a plow with a like an ambulance or a fire truck uh-huh, or something yeah. to help them yeah, get in and get out. Yeah. Another factor is, you know, when I was a kid, our teachers never had a day off. Now nowadays, you you need a whole army of volunteers to to uh, well, they're not really volunteers; they get paid yeah. substitute teachers. Yeah. I mean, I I can remember a handful of times I had a substitute teacher. Yeah, and there might be uh, what. Uh, uh, one or two days throughout the year, at the most, that was a you know a parent teacher conference thing, or no. we, or, ne- we yeah. never had that, never boy, had that at all. Huh? Boy, did you, boy, did you pray big time on that? You day. got that right. Yeah. You got the day off, and yeah. you hoped you'd, that when mom and, and or dad came home, <laughs> that uh, you didn't have to be. You know, I I would just as a, as a safety uh, as a safety thing, I would <laughs> would sit down and do my multiplication tables and write them all out, and my ABCs and you know what I knew that. <laughs> Capital of Missouri, Jefferson City, all that kind of good stuff, just in case. See, Mom, mm. what I was doing all yeah, day? Yeah, I was, I was working hard. I, I was concerned. <laughs> I love it. So it's, it's just odd. So uh, my point is there's so many scheduled days off yeah. nowadays that yeah. what's, a, what's, the, what's the difference if you have a snow day? Yeah, and then, and then uh, uh, if you as a parent keep your kid out for a day or two, uh, they send you a nasty gram home. Uh, you know, your child was not at school, and uh, state law says this, and this is the rules here, and that's and and and, and, and you fun- need to be our fun- funding depends on you. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Our funding depends on you. Now we want to schedule the day off. It's not that big of a deal, but if you choose to keep your kid out for a day, why uh, you shouldn't do that. You're yeah. a bad parent. So it's a different yeah, well, world now. I'm a bad parent. 
Next thing you know, the uh, FBI will be showing up at your door. All <laughs> yeah, right. It's a form of domestic terrorism to keep your home, keep your kid home from school for, uh, you know. But my kid's sick. I didn't. I thought it was supposed to be like forty-eight hours before you, you know, at least let him come anywhere near uh, other kids or the school or what have oh. you. I mean, we're, we were just trying to do something to keep uh, from getting all the rest of the kids sick. Yeah, right, right. Well, yeah. Well, and now you can do, you know, learning at home. I mean, they can do it on their little computers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when I was a kid too. Uh, there was a, a a period of time where every spring I had I took off from school for two weeks, and huh. I t- and I took off for s- from school to go to Florida, oh, on vaca on vacation. Oh, come on, you were privileged. <laughs> yeah, that's and where and white privilege comes from. That's right. <laughs> I I grew up in a liberal state. I grew up in New York. But, oh, but they recognized they weren't federally funded back then. Yeah, a local school district was locally funded, and they just looked at my two weeks off as enrichment. <laughs> as as an educational good thing to do. Yeah, there you go. You had a little uh, uh, field trip. Yeah, you were just on a field trip down to Florida. You uh, saw a different absolutely. different state and and different way of doing things. So and, uh, historic yeah. things, very historic cool. sites and everything. Sure. So everything has changed once the federal government got to be <laughs> too involved in things. Girls in bikinis aren't necessarily historic sites, Bill. Now I depends I on whether you're at the villages or at Palm Beach. I do I do remember going. They they took me and uh, it was my only chance to go to a motel because you know I didn't we my family didn't go on vacations families didn't do that back then but anyhow my my son my it was my sister and her husband always took me on these vacations and we got to stay in a motel cool and one of my fondest memories was the bed with the magic fingers oh. you could put a quarter in the bed and it would start tingling all over. And it was, it was, that was kind of like a, a, a guilty pleasure back then. <laughs> I really I really don't know that we want to get into this, Probably Bill. best I just leave that it's, alone, it's Bill. It's got nothing to do with the bikini girls. The I was magic like fingers. <laughs> so. you're, you're right. We didn't take vacations either. Our mom, b- his mom kept asking him why every time they go on vacation, he brings a roll of quarters. <laughs> Hi-oh. Oh, shoot. Our, our vacation day was getting together and uh, leaving uh, our, our farm uh, in, in Franklin County and driving up to St. Louis to see Grandma. That was a vacation weekend, yeah. and that was a big deal. And, you know, you, you got the tractor trailers to honk their horns the whole way and, and uh, things of that nature. We used to count slug bugs. Okay, yeah, okay. sure did that. And, uh, oh, that was before the big seatbelt thing. I just lay down on the back seat. You know, you had these huge uh, Galaxy 500 I remember my mom had in the 70s. And, and you just lay down on the back seat and take a nap. And, shoot, that's bigger than my bed, practically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and almost as comfortable. Did you count slug bugs or you, did you do slug bug? What's the difference? What's the difference? You're supposed to slug people. You're supposed to slug, slug somebody. Sister, you see you know? the oh, slug no, bug. no, no. We were Easterners. We didn't do the violent part. <laughs> you guys made that up. <laughs> That was a Midwest thing, huh? Okay, all right, then. I got you. Mom, he's sitting too close to me. He's trying to touch me, Mom. He's too <laughs> close to me. You, you know what? Oh, Lord. You know what's crazy? When we, when we, you did it too. We all, all the kids did it, especially the boys. We, we do the thing for the truckers to oh, still yeah. do it today, and they, they would honk their. They don't do it so much anymore. I, I think it's a, a, a probably a violation or. Something to protect you yeah, from you. Yeah, because they're not I supposed to honk their horn yeah. unless they, they they have to. There you go. See, they used to do it all the time. Every time you drove by a trucker, they'd do it. So even, <laughs> even honking is federally controlled, huh? Golly. Kids have speaking, no idea how much fun we used to have. Speaking of authority, now the Pentagon says it has authority to require Oklahoma National Guard to follow the vaccine mandate. And uh, I had heard a story about this um, on a radio station 
oh gosh, 107.3. We picked it up on Sunday when we were driving up to uh, up to Columbia. But the Pentagon on Monday said it has the authority to require members of the National Guard to get vaccinated against COVID-19 after the Oklahoma National Guard's newly appointed commander refused to impose a vaccine mandate ordered by the Defense Department. So I don't really know. Uh, they don't go into a whole lot of detail here. But uh, I think it's just, uh, you know, you're going to tell. The, now watch now watch people uh, who maybe thought about joining the military. Watch that number just go right down the tubes. Very possibly. And, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's two things in life I'd love to have at my fingertips anytime I need it. One is a lawyer and the other one's a history professor. Uh, I'm wondering when we went uh, away from state guard to more of a national guard. And it's my understanding until the federal government comes along and federalizes your state or national guard that they're really under your control as a governor and then if there's some whatever they come along and federalize those troops and now they're that way so i could see maybe while they're federalized they would have that authority over them but why would they have that authority over them now and if that's the case then um that's just more reason for me to believe that we need to get away from the missouri national guard and have a missouri state guard uh, and uh, again, do away with uh, the federal government part because they're, they are just that. And I know that they are a, uh, they're a state guard. They're supposed to guard your state during emergencies and, and uh, things of that nature. And, and I guess if the federal government asks for it and needs them, then, then uh, you can call them up and send them abroad if that's necessary or to uh, uh, help some other whatever, like we've been sending them to the border, I guess. I guess as long as they're vaccinated, they could be called up. They could up. be called up. Well, but if, they can't be, if they're not vaccinated, then they can't be called up. So maybe we'll just not vaccinate them. I'm, I'm for that. And now it's caused a big, huge controversy in the military. But sure it has. Um, I wonder, can they use the religious exemption? The I think those soldiers can, uh, or at least used to be able to. I don't know if they're accepting it so much anymore, but yeah. I would well, hope so. I hope so. I hope so. I, you know, if this is something that Oklahoma is doing, I wonder how many states will follow in the footsteps. And I wonder, again, if this is something that ends up in front of a judge somewhere. You know, it will uh, in one capacity or another. But here's the difference, you know, because uh, I know when I was in the Army, you lined up in a big long row and they had the, the, the pneumatic shot machines there and you just got your shots, you know, and uh, uh, it was what it was. But uh, this is not a vaccine, my friends. This is something totally different. It's not, uh, it doesn't follow the protocol of any other vaccine that's ever been given out that I'm aware of. So um, I think that when you have uh, truly clinically tested uh, things, vaccines that follow the typical protocol, they've changed the definition of vaccine, I believe. Well, actually, there's a lot, a lot of stories coming out now about how rapidly your immunity deteriorates once you take this particular shot. Yes. I, so, I, so it's not even effective after about six months. I've heard, all, yeah, I've heard that if you had any natural immunity, it wipes all of that out in your body. That would, so, that, that would be a whole even worse thing. <laughs> well, I mean, against that, against yeah. the COVID, if you had, right. yeah, if you had some natural antibodies built up, it wipes all those out. Yeah. Wipes it all but out. But aside from that, the, uh, the acquired immunity from the shot yeah. deteriorates, also deteriorates very rapidly. Well, yeah. yeah. Wow. Hmm. I wonder if that's built in. What do you think? Design? I think, I, I, no, I think it's just ineffective. I, oh, I, 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 I think they experimented with something that doesn't really work very well. Yeah. So let's make sure to give it to our kids. Yeah. Oh, God. Let's uh, start me on that let's one. Let's make sure that uh, 
Yeah, we give it to our kids. Uh, they, I, I forgot who said, uh, oh, this Alyssa Milano was asked about uh, the whole, you know, giving your kids a shot and stuff like that. And she said, I think she'd absolutely do it. She's a dingbat anyway. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think Matthew McConaughey made a very good point when he was talking about it that he's vaccinated, his wife is vaccinated, and the reason they're vaccinated is because of his 90-year-old mother. And he said, would you have your kids vaccinated? He said, absolutely not. I don't know enough about the vaccine to put it into my kids' bodies. Good for him. And I I think every parent, you know, regardless of of how you feel, if you're going to get your kids vaccinated, if you're not, the choice is yours to make. But I still think it should be left in the hands of the parents. As is the case, the federal government tries to absolve themselves from any you know problems, issues, lawsuits, whatever. So I would imagine you know they did it with the adult version of the vaccine. They'll do it with the children's version of the vaccine as well. So you know if uh, little Johnny gets the vaccine and the next day he wakes up and he's you know not right, federal government's not going to take the blame. Well, of course not. Uh, and 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 of course the uh, people who produce the vaccine aren't going to have to worry about that either. So that really just kind of leaves the door wide open. And you know if you're not going to properly test it. That's, you know, okay, fine, but then don't expect everybody to have to line up and get it. And they're putting these vaccine clinics in schools now. And and, and I don't know if uh, if they're doing it. Well, you can bring, hey, uh, you know, don't worry about having to take time off work. Don't worry about having to, you know, pull your kid out of school. We'll do it for you right here uh, as a convenience feature. Oh, convenience feature, yeah. Great, thanks so much for that. Don't get a needle anywhere near my youngin's arm. Yeah. Oh, don't do it. Don't do it. No, yeah. not going to have my child. Uh-uh. Look, they've done virtually no studies, really. They've virtually done no studies on human beings with this stuff. I'm confident they've done no studies on how it's going to affect our children and the rest of their lives. But yet they want to inject it and they say it's just fine. And now I see they've come out with a pill that the federal government has already bought some 10 million doses of. I wonder how much. I guarantee it wasn't a dollar a pill. I wonder what that cost us. Because uh, that's what it's all about is the money, the amount of money Pfizer and Johnson and & Johnson and all these other outfits can make. Uh, I think that's part of what this whole pandemic was about is how much money they can make. How much money they can make, exa- exactly it. I mean, everything that's, that's what, what, what it's all fueled by is money. Man, well, come on. You, if you've got to have three booster shots of something that hasn't even been around for a year, wake up just a little bit, my friends. Think about that for a minute. How many polio boosters have you had to have? How many rubella or measles boosters have you had to have? Zero. But you got to have three or four or five of these doggone things. Well, now, with some of those, you have to get a booster after a certain amount of years, right? Well, what, ten years, not two or three months. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. But some of them do actually, they exist in the in the booster form. There is a, a need for a booster. I'm not a doctor and don't listen to anything I say about any kind of medications yeah. or doctor procedures on this on this station. I'm a doctor, but I, I'm not a doctor, but I play <laughs> one on television, right? 9.56 is our time. It certainly makes for uh, some interesting discussion. And and how do you how do you tell a parent? How do you how do you rationalize uh, vaccinating your child? I mean, is is, oh. is 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 there anything that these folks are saying to to make it sound like yeah everything's going to be great, everything's going to be okay? You mean like when the infection rate of your of yeah. the children with this thing is less than like maybe a half a percent or something, and right. when the survival rate of anybody who gets it is about ninety nine percent? How do you convince your children? I don't know. 
I don't know how you we do don't convince that. the children. You convince the oh, the, parent. the parent. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you do that. Yeah, it goes back to transparency a lot because a, a lot of the side effects that are taking place that people know are taking place can't be publicized. If you tried to post something on Facebook, they'd take it off, even though these are known known events. They have such an agenda toward getting everybody vaccinated that they won't be honest with people. If they would be honest with people, then they could make better decisions. I don't want psoriasis, but it's okay if I have, let's say, uh, frequent nosebleeds. Um, I don't want psoriasis, but um, I can't really, and I shouldn't be operating heavy machinery. And and some of this stuff is just so ridiculous. And and to what degree do people want to go? Now they're promoting Botox for, you know, different things now, other than just, you know, putting it in there and, and filling up your forehead or your lips or whatever. Botox can work for this. Botox can work for that. Don't stop taking Botox if this happens or that happens. <laughs> if, if you have, you know, if, if, if you, uh, an accelerated heart rate or something like that, that's what kills me, and, and, and it could very well kill you if you take <laughs> yeah. the pharmaceutical. But yeah. the point is, is when you sit down and you listen to somebody, and it's, I guess it's a law that they have to talk about all the side effects, and you listen to what could possibly happen when you get injected or you take this pill, it, it, it just boggles the mind. And, and that's something that I had heard from somebody, that uh, one of the reasons you're not seeing these vaccination advertisements on TV is because you are required, or even on the radio, you are required to give some, at least, of the side effects. And they don't want you to know the side effects of the COVID vaccine. And I shouldn't call it vaccine, but anyway. Well, the COVID just, shot. We're just about up to the top of the hour. What's interesting about that, too, is when you think about it, uh, there have been people who have died from it, but we don't want to talk about that either. That, that that's a link that's probably it's linked to something else i've heard 47,000 47,000 47,000 i've heard 18 so yeah, so i don't know well that's why they don't want to talk about it cuz we're we're, we're at not, odds we're, on the numbers you know yeah, I, yeah. I said 18 you said 47 so uh since we don't have a, a, a distinct number we just won't talk about we it we won't talk about it yeah sure but we will tell you thank you for joining us today ike thank you bill thank, thank you, you.